Welcome to episode 43 of the UK Sports Chat podcast. I'm Joe Williams and in today's episode I speak with Emma, Andrew and Chris from Perito FM. Perito are a sponsor of our event, the Shrewsbury Half Marathon, which is on Sunday, October the 10th. Emma is Perito's social impact director. Andrew is the founder and managing director and Chris is a senior account manager. This was a really interesting chat. Subjects we speak about include how Perito have supported their team members' well-being during the pandemic. Um, it was interesting to get their take on this from a business's perspective. We also talk about their free FM10 virtual event, which plenty of UK run chat people have entered, looking at the pictures that have been shared on social media of people with their medals. If you would like to be featured on this podcast, feel free to message us via our social channels or on info at ukrunchat.co.uk. Enjoy this chat with Emma, Andrew and Chris, and we will see you on the next episode. Welcome, Andrew. Welcome, Emma. And welcome, Chris. Hello. Hello. How are you all? Well, I've actually just come back from a run, so I'm feeling particularly good this morning, which was, uh, which was very good. That's very good. This is Andrew replying for our listeners. Yes, We're... that's right. It's Andrew. Just 13k this morning. I'm slowly getting, uh, I've just broken through the 10k barrier, just starting to get my fitness up again. Obviously training for uh, um, the Shrewsbury Half uh, later this year. So uh, yeah, feeling good today. Excellent. I love how Andrew said just, just 13k. <laughs> Just 13k, yeah. Um, I had a healthy breakfast, if that helps. <laughs> it does, yeah. it does. Absolutely, absolutely. I just, I, I'm not running at the minute because I have a, a, an injury in my calf. So I did a four-mile walk this morning um, in a, you know, in a slight mood because people are running past me. But I still got out there. I, I still miss the, um, the fresh air and that thinking space in the morning so i said i go i just go out and do a walk and i'm just trying to build up the strength back in my calf again so i so i can catch andrew up on steps again <laughs> are you watching me on the app chris at the moment are we yes. uh, are we competing again are we I see. yeah that's good you're getting close <laughs> yes that's good to hear it's been a while which app is that which app are you using we use Garmin, don't we, for that one, and also yeah. our ULife app, which is our um, um, our employee engagement app in terms of um, uh, you know uh, life assurance and that type of thing. Okay, yeah, two, yeah. two that we use. Okay, you tell me I'm, more about I'm that Garmin, when, I ask, when I ask you more about. Um, yeah, that'd be good to know more about that. Yeah, but, but before... Emma, do we need to add you to the Garmin? Do we? We don't need to add me to the Garmin. I ha- I have a Garmin <laughs> device, which. Um... I'd be embarrassed to share with you guys. So no, I don't. I'm not going to be adding that. But it's good to know. Emma, I'm... that's how I feel when I see Chris really get into his stride. He he really puts some miles in when he gets going. When he does, when he's not injured. Emma, my yeah. my my Garmin yeah. is nine years old, and um, and I'm a race director, and I work in the running industry. So but be proud of your Garmin. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's more the steps that they'd see on it. I love my Garmin. I've had it for a long time, but it's more the steps they'd see. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there would there wouldn't be 13k before before 7 p.m. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, would would you all like to individually give us an introduction to yourselves, your role, and um, you know, and, and we've already touched on it, but include a, a you like to keep fit and healthy. Um, Emma, would you like to go first? Oh, put me on the spot. Um, so I'm Emma Wilson. Um, I'm the Social Impact Director at Pareto. So I recently joined. 
Um, I've just come from maternity after having a little boy. So she's now a toddler. Thank you very much. A year and a half. Um, so I like to say that's where I get most of my exercise in. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, really, I have not. I used. To, I did. I did a lot of pregnancy yoga. And I did yoga before. Um, I before I was pregnant, and that was kind of the only thing I kept up um, through my pregnancy and even a little bit after. Um, obviously, we were in the middle of a pandemic when I finally gave birth, so there wasn't really much I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of walking with my little one, you know, put him in the buggy and went for like day long walks. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I'm still trying to find my step into what I want to do to keep healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm very much a stop starter. Um, I did a lot of sport when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and then once I kind of stopped doing that, I think around university times, I never really got back into it. And so really for me, I think I'm still trying to work out what I really enjoy and really want to get into. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It gives you the opportunity to try lots of different things, doesn't it? If I actually try them, yeah. <laughs> I am, I, the plan is to start, especially like sort of during photo and everyone's kind of, you know, you know, as you can hear from Chris and Andrew, they're very up for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite inspiring to be like, okay, you know, something, I could do something. Um, but obviously, I know we're going to speak about FM10 later. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do like the new approach that we're taking on that. Mm-hmm. What, what does you, your role entail as, in, in so, as a social impact director? So I'm kind of looking at how Pareto can benefit society um, in a better way, really. And obviously kind of looking at our own company culture mm-hmm. and how we're meeting the, the needs of our, employ- of our employees. Um, and just how we can do better kind of in our contracts, um, better with finding a, a life balance with um, people who work within our organisation, but also looking at kind of charitable aspects, um, sustainable aspects and those sort of things as well. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of working out exactly what the role is within the company mm-hmm. um, and how we can kind of really make a difference. But it's literally enabling, enabling us to, to measure our impact and to make real change. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Emma. Andrew? Uh, yes, so I'm Andrew. I am the original founder of Pareto and currently the managing director. Um, been, uh, Pareto's been going since 2014, so we're in our seventh year now. Um, uh, that's why I've gone grey at the uh, early age of 34 on my side, <laughs> trying, to get, trying to bring up a, a business, as well as uh, two little babies uh, that I have at the moment as well. Um, in terms of fitness, so um, uh, for context, I'm six foot three. I usually sit at around 20 stone in weight, so I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at school and university, I used to play rugby, but they always just made it so I was the one that took all the hits. And I don't really like getting hurt, so I was never really good at rugby on my side, but I was certainly the right shape for it. Mm-hmm. So I keep fit through running, uh, and when I say running, I mean jogging slowly on my side. Yeah. <laughs> As long as you're going forward, you're going forward, you know, in uh, in that sense. Yeah. And I um I really sort of I love I'm a real summer runner and I um I don't love running in the rain or anything like that. So what I yeah. tend to do is for a four or five month period, I really get into it and get up to about half marathon distance, um, yeah. which I can do continuously. And then I uh, sort of take the winter off and then start again in um, in the springtime the following year. But I find it works really well for fitness, uh, for losing weight, for sure. And also for mental health. I think, as Chris says, that time where you've got a couple of hours just to 
clear your head and just think about you know what's annoying you and and or what's what's really positive and what you're going to focus on when you finish your run mm-hmm. and there is i think there's no better feeling than you know doing a run in the morning say like 13k i did before eight o'clock this morning mm-hmm. and sitting with your legs aching for the rest of the day knowing that you've you know done a good workout that day and you can uh, enjoy it sort of thing so yes so yeah that's me thank you it sounds like you're doing well being grey in your mid-30s. I was bald in my mid-20s, so you do... <laughs> very successful to me. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Chris? No worries. So I'm Chris Barnes. I am Senior Account Manager at Great Hill, um, and uh, I am a, 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 a full-time jogger, so all year round, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in all weathers. I have been out and about running... Um, I don't know. I, I've always ran since at school. I've always ran, mm-hmm. um, and um, I uh, I love doing you know the events around uh, around Yorkshire, and and then I started you know getting a little bit more adventurous and doing events you know uh, uh, doing the big city events. So I've done New York Marathon, Paris. I think is probably one of my favourite ones. I've done that three times now, mm-hmm. um, but I've done you know I, I also like the um, you know, my favourites are really the the small, you know, um, privately run small, you know, groups that uh, that are doing little events in, in the little towns and, yeah. and, and villages. You know, you know, they're doing half marathons on a Tuesday night and stuff like that. There, they're the really good ones that I, I really get into. So yeah, yeah, I've been running for for a long time. Fortunately, at the minute, I am injured. I've got a a calf injury that, that comes back to haunt me every sort of 18 months, mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so at the moment I'm, I'm a walker. So I get up at five o'clock in the morning and go for a walk. Yeah. Um, just and I, again, just to keep my, keep my head clear. And I really miss that. And, you know, I remember when I, when I first got injured, um, it, do, it really does bring you down when you're injured and you can't run and, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't get out and do the exercise that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, I made the mistake of doing nothing. Um, and that really affected my mental health and my physical health. Yeah. Um, and I just basically moody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the last sort of, you know, four or five years I've, I've realized that when you are injured or you can't do what you, you want to do i uh you can still get out there you can still move you can still do something so yeah i quite enjoy walking during the lockdown you know uh, i was still running in the morning and then every single evening the the the, the benefit of of not being out and about you know my role I, i'm all over the uk mm-hmm. you know so you're saving yourself a good couple of hours on an evening of traveling so i was out walking so i've really really taken up uh walking and hiking so uh yeah. i think that's my new my new um, hobby is going to be hiking, and uh, and we're doing the uh, we're going to be doing the, the national three peaks in five weeks' time. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Is that a company, is that a company thing, or is you individually? But who's, who's doing that? Yeah, there's a team of us from uh, from Pareto going to do that. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, fourteen uh, fourteen of us at the moment signed up. Fourteen. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. It'd be interesting. Where where will you? Which route are you doing? Which which way are you doing it? Top to bottom, or starting at Snowden? We are starting in Ben Nevis, yeah. and then Scarfell Pike, and then Snowden. Yeah, doing it that way around. So uh, starting in Scotland and working our way down. Yeah, and when did you do uh, that? With very little sleep, I understand. When did you do that? Sorry, five weeks. Did you say? 
Uh, yeah, 10th of September is the, the day we go up to Scotland and we start on the 11th of September. Brilliant. Very good. I, think I, would, have joined, I would have joined that, guys, but I'm going to be a bit busy then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for those who are listening in now, just uh, just a note that Chris has, Chris has also been, you've been involved with UK Run Chat as one of our ambassadors yeah. for quite some time now. And for people who have joined in on the, on the chat hours, you've, you're very likely to have, been chatting away to UK Run Chat and it, and it would have been Chris responding at some point to you. So thank you, Chris, for all your support uh, over the yeah, years from me. That's been, that, I mean, that's been a great thing to, 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 you know, to see the running community. I think it's been maybe, oh, maybe seven, eight years now we've been doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly yeah, how long we've been doing beginning. that, but yeah, it, we, you know, I've made some some really really good um, friends across the community that you know I wouldn't have met if I hadn't been doing that, and then you know had some great opportunities to go and do, you know, meet people at races all over the country. So it's been it's been a pleasure. Good, it's really good. Good. So, um, Andrew, I think your best place for this one. T- tell us about Perito FM. So Pareto is uh, is a facility services provider. So we work with commercial organizations in their nice big offices to maintain all of their facilities management, their engineering services, compliance, cleaning, security, and everything it takes to, to run a business effectively. Mm-hmm. We, um, we work with some major brands in the UK and we punch well above our weight as a smaller organization. We're about 25 million turnover today mm-hmm. with about 175 people. But the, the reason I started Pareto initially was I was really frustrated with the facilities management sector. You know, there's lots of negative stories out there in the press. You remember the G4S issues that we had back with, um, you know, in the Olympics a few years ago, Carillion being another particularly public bad story. I wanted to try and grow a business that was really based on great people, a great ethic for how we delivered, mm-hmm. partnering with our customers to do what they needed. Um, but then also having a real social conscience about what we do. And it's taken a few years, but we've got to a point now where, like like Emma said earlier on, we have a leader now mm-hmm. that drives that social impact of what we do. And that's really quite far reaching now. So Pareto is considered a bit of a disruptor to the sector because we do things a bit differently to the established organizations here. Yeah. And we're sort of seen as the pesky kids that are coming up and, um, and winning lots of work and, and being very successful um, and we're also on the Times Fast Track 100. So we're in the top 100 fastest growing companies um, in the UK at the moment. So Excellent. that's a bit about us. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, a thank you from me for, for supporting our event. But I'll, I'll come on to that shortly as well. But Emma, touching on what Andrew said there, then, what, what are your thoughts on how businesses can support the health and well-being of their, of their team members? Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a big subject. Um in short, I think that if people have a better work-life balance, if people are looking after themselves, they work better. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a short point of it. Um, so really, it's about how can we how can we do more? I think a lot of businesses are scared to do too much on the kind of health and well-being side mm-hmm. because they're worried it will take away from their work um, or it won't make sense money-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's an argument there to say that, you know, the pandemic shown us a lot, hasn't it? Um, you know, I know for years people have been wanting to work from home and have a bit more flexibility. Yeah. And, you know, businesses have continued running, the majority of them, the ones that are obviously um, that can kind of cope with the pandemic. But they have continued. And, you know, I know that some people have found it really hard during the pandemic. 
um, mm-hmm. and you know, quite isolating. Mm-hmm. But I also think that speaking to people now, um, there's very much a different kind of look on how they see work going forward. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways, obviously, the pandemic was awful. Um, but I think it also showed um, people that they could do more things at home. Um, it showed them how important their mental health was. Um, and it really got them to kind of join groups and to do a bit more exercise. A lot, not everyone, but because I definitely didn't, but a lot of people, it did kind of manage to do that. So I think from the business side, I think the more we can do for people on that side, I think it's better, it, it's better for business. So why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Andrew or Chris, have you any comments on that? Absolutely. I think um, I, I've seen, especially over the years, doing, you know, doing little uh, team events and, and then doing things like the FN10 stuff like that there, um, you know, supporting the health and well-being of your team members. It, it really, you can see the effect it has on people. You can see it has an effect on their mental health and their engagement levels. And, you know, I, I just think that um, we spend so much time at work Um why not? Why can't we be be enjoying it? And and why can't that um, you know, support our mental and our uh, well being at the same time? You know, and why can't you do uh, fun events at work as well? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think it's a great thing that um, you know, we 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 always looking at growing and and bringing in different things to it as well. Mm-hmm. well um, how do you or how have you managed the well being of um? remote workers throughout this period that one for you Andrew yeah I think um it's been a challenge there's no doubt I think going back to what I said about what Pareto stands for which is a really highly engaged workforce we have an SLA in Pareto whereby we say we need to see all of our team at least once a week face to face so our account managers um, aren't loaded up with a huge number of contracts they're given fewer contracts so they can see their staff and their clients more regularly now obviously the pandemic changed that entirely for us uh, in terms of that model mm-hmm. and you've had to be innovative in various ways on the good side we've done things like we did loads of quizzes right at the start to just to make sure there was some engagement and we yep. were doing um updates virtually and that sort of thing yeah we obviously had a lot of people on furlough so we were offering things like training uh for people to complete whilst they're on furlough because the government confirmed they were able to do so yes and um, whilst our customers premises were closed um and then really it was about um, FM10 is, and we'll talk about that a bit later, but FM10 was born out of that as well to try and create some interaction, not only with our own staff, but also with the rest of the industry. Mm-hmm. But we can't lie. And, you know, Pareto is a very honest organization. Mental health has really suffered for a lot of people through this time. And a lot of people have not enjoyed being cut off from the rest of the world. Yeah. I think a lot of people have felt a bit listless, you know, a bit like listlessness in this scenario. They don't know what they're aiming for anymore. And they don't have that interaction that's been there before either. So we've um, we've upped the number of mental health first aiders that we have within our organisation to try and support the team. But um, but it's been a challenge and there's no shying away from that on, on our side of things. And I think the key is consistency and engagement mm-hmm. and making sure, as Emma said, right at the top, that we make sure our business is fit for purpose for the staff that work for us. Mm-hmm. Do- who, who was the, I've got to ask this, who was the quiz champ? Is there any potential people to go up against well, the chasers? There, or? There, was, <laughs> there was a massive controversy on the quiz, uh, which Jack Flanagan, uh, if he listens to this, has never quite lived down. Uh, we On one of the main quizzes we did, Jack claimed to have hit a certain number of points 
but he actually added his total up incorrectly and he, he wrote to us Ooh. after the event. So the wrong four winner was chosen on that day. And uh, yeah, we still talk about that nearly 18 months later. So uh, <laughs> so I think the right four winner was Terry Robinson from memory to set the record straight, but uh, it certainly wasn't Jack. So. Well, good on you, Jack, for coming clean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so what what more? Because you made some interesting points there. What what more do you think businesses should be doing for their employees? So I so for example, I've I've been out of the corporate world for for some years now, but I could, I can remember I worked at three large telcos, and and at some points it just felt like a tick box because I can remember having an email sent round and once every twelve months you might get a fifteen minute massage. It, yeah. And it it really did feel like a tick box, and I know, and I think businesses have come a long way since I was in the corporate world. You know, it's, it's approaching ten years. But what, what more? What more do you think businesses should be doing now in this as people return to work post COVID? And... Well, I think I think the first thing is we need to ask the people what they what they feel they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you know there's so many ideas flying around of what you can do for people with different benefits. You know, someone coming in doing massages, virtual classes. Mm-hmm. Um, more healthy eating options there, there's so much there um, that companies can do but I think really I think where we're definitely where we're starting is we're actually asking um, you know everyone we work with what you know how do you feel and what do you what will work for you uh-huh. and and what are your interests because it's all great you know doing um, putting something together and thinking this would be great but there may be so many people in the organization who don't actually aren't motivated by that yeah. So for us right now, my kind of, I don't know, I've only joined the company um, recently, although I have been kind of, you know, a supporter from the sidelines since Andrew started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now what our, our starting goal is we're asking everyone, we're putting together a survey as we speak. And the idea is to ask people what their interests are, what their passions are, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what do they want to achieve? And then once we've got that data back, it's then kind of going through that and going, okay, how can we kind of, meet most people's needs um and starting there as a starting point mm-hmm. instead of it being a tick box exercise where we bring in what we think everyone wants it's really about you know starting at the right place which yeah. is actually the employees yeah find out what they want Makes sense. yeah i think that's very important out there because um as we've mentioned a couple of times you know the fm10 we did last year was very engaging and very good loads of people took place uh, took part of it and it was very successful but actually, when I went back out to the business and talked to everybody and, and asked them, you know, what they thought about it and why didn't they enter or the people who didn't enter and stuff like that there, it was, well, I don't really like running. Um, yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, well, there's people out there that don't like running. That's that's <laughs> interesting. So, you know, and, and actually then we, I started then going around the business asking people, what, what would you do? And how would you do it? And what do you think we should do? So we completely changed it for this year. But, you know, it's like Emma said there, we need to, to to start from scratch, as in talk to everybody and see what would benefit people because um, such a diverse workforce and, and, and people are, you know, learning to, to, to you know, do a work-life balance and, and, and do different things for, you know, working from home certain days and, and being out in the business and other days. You know, everything has changed since the pandemic. So I think we, we really do need to start from scratch and ask everyone what would benefit you and what do you think we should be doing? Mm-hmm. You, so you touched on the FM10 there. So th- th- thanks for that insight into Pareto 
uh, life from all of you. Let, let's let's move on then. Let's talk about the FM10. Um, what, what is the FM10, Andrew? Yeah, so FM10 um, is really something that Chris came up with, but um, I supported from the start. We in the in the pandemic. We felt like going back to that listlessness feeling, we felt people were struggling for something to achieve. And FM10 was a really nice, simple model where we got 100 medals made with rainbow lanyards, which we always do in Pareto. Mm -hmm. And we basically said, go and do a run, a 10K run, and send us a snapshot of it to show that you've done it. And we'll send you a free medal and we'll send you a Freddo in the post. Mm -hmm. Just so you had something to aim for and, and something to go at. And, um, and actually, it was really successful. We, we ran it towards the end of the summer last year, which, if I'm honest, I was sceptical of because I wasn't sure how many people would be running as October sort of started to creep in. Yeah. And, um, but it was brilliant. And the amount of, if people search FM10 on the hashtag on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see it. But the amount of feedback of people emailing us and just saying, thank you so much. I needed something to aim for. This has been brilliant for my mental health. And we just loved it. And it's a really simple idea. You know, the medals don't cost a huge amount of money. It wasn't a big investment from Pareto. Mm. There's a little bit on our website about it as well. And really, it was just about capturing people's attention. Mm. And then that's where the concept started. And then obviously into this year, we started to think about trying to make it more inclusive and trying to make it a little bit less about running and a little bit more about moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, just trying to make sure that we weren't, um, you know, ostracizing anybody through this process. Mm -hmm. And that's why this year we're calling it Medal for Movement. And it's um, it's anyone can be part of it, whichever activity that you want to be involved in. So that's where it came from, to give someone something to aim for mm -hmm. without a cost for themselves. Right, which is brilliant. It's really interesting hearing you speak. So because, Andrew, you, you've commented that you weren't sure if people would want to do it because it's going into October. And that sits around how, how you structure your... Your, yes. your year and Chris mentioned before um what you don't run <laughs> and he, Chris <laughs> you're a runner so and those those um beliefs and and values that you personally hold impact how you know how, how you've reacted to people and, what, and your thoughts around that which makes it even more important to go back to Emma's point about understanding and finding out what people want because they're not you and they're not me all the more all the more important, doesn't it? It really is. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited because this year I can get a medal because there was no way I was getting a medal last year having to run 10K. Yeah. Um, but this year, I'm still actually trying to work out what my, what my FM10 is going to be. So what we've kind of said is you've kind of got to do multiples of, of 10 of any activity that obviously involves some sort of movement. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting, actually, because there's so many things you could do. Um, you know, a lot of us go for walks. You could do a 10-minute walk. Um, you know, 10 times, whichever, whatever you want to do, really. Um, or, you know, for me, I'm thinking I'm going to do 10 long yoga sessions and get that habit back up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once I've done that, I'll have the medal, but I'll also have a kind of goal to continue with as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so me, me and my youngest son, we've entered. Harry's got his trike and we are doing 10 half an hour bike rides. Um, that is so cute. Yeah, so but this is this is exactly what we wanted because we we knew people wanted to engage with their kids as well through this time and, and 10k is an awful long way for a child let, let alone an adult so um yeah really that's a real good example joe this year what we were trying to achieve compared to last year mm -hmm. in terms of opening it up 
And we've already had a couple of wheelchair users uh, complete it as well, which has just been brilliant from our side. And uh, the medals have gone out and the photos are due to be back, which we'll share on our social media. So I just think um, even one as far as America as well that we've had um, in relation to that. So really positive we've seen this year. Yeah, it's really good. And I think, Chris, we saw a, we saw a really nice post yesterday, actually, on UK Run Chat from, from Beck, Beck D. Um, I think her Twitter handle's Becklar15. She, I, I made a note of it. She said, my very first running medal ever. During a month, my mileage fell due to illness, but I ran my first 10 miles. Delighted to receive this beauty from Perito FM. Thank you. Yeah, and see, that's what it's all about, that bit. It's when people are out there, you know, you know so her mileage has fallen. She's, you know, it's her first time doing a 10-mile run. That's the bit, it, you know, lots of people have said to me, you know, and, 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 and you know, there's there, there's been a bit of criticism about virtual runs and mm-hmm. they're not proper runs mm-hmm. and all that's here. Why are you getting a medal for it? But, you know, this is free and this is for people to give them some hope and to give people something to aim for, you know. Um, and I know there's 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 uh, virtual run companies out there that, that sell you all sorts these days. Mm-hmm. This is free. And this is to help people, yeah. you know, and to, to get people back to enjoying what they do and give them something to aim for. But yeah, I loved that post yesterday. It was, again, that's that's one of the things I got involved in UK Run Chat for, you know, because you get really good news stories like that. Yeah. And it's the positive things that, you know, that I like and I, I like to go and look for and see and celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, your point about virtual runs, that they, they, they have been quite marmite. I mean, they've saved a lot of people in the industry over the last 12 yeah. months and and yes you you don't have the you know that race day buzz and the camaraderie when you're at the events that type of stuff but you know to go back to andrew's point about listlessness and it, and it, it gives people a why and it gives people yeah. that motivation so and um i mean yeah it's you're already demonstrating it like we've just we've, i'm probably the only one in this room but what is a virtual run good question chris would you like to answer that <laughs> Yeah, it is a very good question. So I actually, you know, I, I did, I set up a, a virtual run, well, maybe about about seven or eight years ago, I did a, a virtual run series where, so basically people sign up for a race. Um, and the one that I set up was a, you know, it was a hundred percent of the, don- you know, it was a donation people gave, they get five pounds and the donation went straight to charity because we had all the medals funded. Um, and uh, so I used it as a, a, you know, a charity fundraising and basically then people would, you know, we set a date and a time, you know, where people could go and do that, their run, but they could run it anywhere. And so instead of going to do a 10k run, you would just run it anywhere and you, you would get this medal in the post. So, and now of course there's, there's, you know, over the last sort of five, six years, there's, there's loads of virtual run companies so you can get all sorts of different types of medals and stuff, but then. You know, and, and, and like Joe was saying there, in the pandemic, um, you know, there were races having to cancel. So it actually it saved lots of lots of races, as in it's it's got them still engaging with people mm-hmm. because you can go and do your half marathon, you know, in, in, in your local area and you still get that race, um, you know, medal. But um, that's that, that's what the virtuals are. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, this the FM tens. It's, it's you know, it's it's different than a virtual. It's uh, yes, you are doing it in your own back garden or or your own you know wherever you want to do your run or walk or mm-hmm. you know cycle um, or swim. There's lots of people doing swims, um, 
but you know it's a it, it's 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 about just taking part and then you know you get something for taking part so, so just just to confirm then it's it's evolved from a 10k run to now being this year you yeah. do it's it's around the number 10 and you choose 10 an activity or 10 activities anything that evolves around the 10 so for example me and my son are doing 10 half an hour bike rides emma might do 10 yoga sessions and that is your completed activity as part of the fm 10 yeah yeah absolutely i was talking to one of our account managers yesterday emma rose and she's doing 10 boxing sessions in the gym um and you know she's a to 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 take part in that there so she was saying uh how do I evidence it? Because I, I don't have a smartwatch and I don't do that there. And I was like, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You don't, <laughs> I'm not going to argue if you're doing boxing sessions, Emma. That's all. <laughs> Definitely not going to argue with Emma Rose if she gets good at boxing. No, no, no doubt about that. No. <laughs> She's in charge. Okay. So how do how do people enter? So, uh, so our... the... I'll go on, Chris. You want to go? Yeah, sorry. Um, it's on our website. Um we got um, Pareto.com forward slash FM10. Mm-hmm. There's all the information on the website there about how to join. Five easy, easy steps to join. Just to sign up and send uh, send a, a, an email in to sign up. Complete your 10. So like we were saying, uh, you know, any any 10 themed activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then just submit your evidence. So like a screenshot of your Wrap or do Strava or Garmin or anything like that there, any sort of screenshots, submit that there, and then uh, you'll receive a lovely FM10 medal and with a Fredo. And uh, and then uh, when you get your medal, you know, post a little picture on social media and use the hashtag FM10. Brilliant. Have, have, you, have you had any random 10s? Is anyone hopping backwards down the street 10 times or? <laughs> Nothing, uh, nothing like that just yet no. on this side. No, it's all uh, we good. So we've had about a hundred people sign up so far. I think we got one hundred and fifty medals this year, yeah. and um, we've had about twenty-five medals have gone out the door so far in terms of people that have completed. But we're in the window now uh, between now and the tenth of September. Yeah. So there's still another six weeks or so to complete your activities. Mm-hmm. And I think um, just as an additional point. The evidence is the least important part to us, really. If you email us and say, I've completed this and that's it, then you're going to get a medal. We're, we're not here to challenge and judge people. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's up to them. They know whether they've done the activities or not on their side. Yeah. Uh, this is an inclusive um, situation that we're in. So, Excellent. So the the Shrewsbury half, you've... Um, uh... Again, I think most of our listeners know that UK Run Chat, we organise the Shrewsbury Half Marathon um, due for Sunday, October the 10th. Um, you, you, thank you very much. Pareto FM are, are a sponsor now of the Shrewsbury Half Marathon. Um, and it, it, from, from me, from my perspective, it's, it, support from, from businesses like yourselves is really, really important. There's, there's so much going on, obviously, for all the obvious reasons that we know, but specifically for running events, there's a huge amount that are being crammed into September and October from, from the, this calendar year. Um, so, so there's so much choice for people. And, and looking at the sign-up numbers, there is still a, 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 you know, a lack of confidence for some people, and, and, and rightly so, to sign up. So um, a, a big thank you from me to you for supporting our race. A big shout to all the businesses out there from me that are supporting local and smaller races, because I, I, I think a lot of them um, would struggle this year with it, without that support. Thank you very much. But why why have you got involved? Well, um, 
I have history with the uh, with the shoes we have, Joe. As you know, um, I've I, I, you know I've been involved before, um, and uh, one of you know back back at the start there um, when you first started doing the race, one of my clients was uh, was Nuffield Health, and they were a headline sponsor. Mm-hmm. So um, I got involved then. We you know back then we got we, we donated the water didn't we for uh, for the race and, yep. and I volunteered. I've also run. Um, I've done the Shrewsbury half, mm-hmm. and it is a beautiful half marathon to run. So it's one of those ones that's you know I always mark in the calendar to go. I want to go back and do that one because it's a lovely run. It's it's uh, very hilly. <laughs> if anyone likes a nice hilly um, <laughs> half marathon. Um, I was quite surprised actually. I thought uh, I thought um, Sheffield was hilly, um, yeah. but yeah, the, it, it's it, it's a lovely run, and it, it reminds me very much of, um, of of the runs around York as well, because Shrewsbury and York are very similar town yes. um, cities, um, and um, you know, so I wanted to get involved again because it, you know I think the the way the way you've set it up and the way we run, you know, it's. Um, it's very similar. So, you know, you've started up your business from yourself, your drive, your passion. It, it matches exactly what Pareto and what Andrew do. So, you know, I just thought it was a, a perfect, um, a perfect match, really. Um, and, you know, we wanted to support um, and, and keep going because it has been hard over over lockdown for the small, you know, races. Uh, and they're, like I said before, some of the small races are my favorite ones to do. You know, uh, York 10K was last weekend. Unfortunately, I couldn't run it, but I was out there with my kids, supporting, watching it, you know, cheering people over the line, you know, and it's it, it's those it's seeing the events like that up up and running again, you know, it's, it brings a big smile to your face. So I can't wait for us to be half to be honest. Really good. And and who who else is who's taking part? I think Andrew you said you are. Yes, yeah, I didn't know it was that hilly, Chris. So I might have to change my uh, change my tact now. I live in I live in the middle of Oxfordshire. Where it's very flat, so uh, <laughs> I'll have to go and do some hill training. The three peaks will certainly help well, with the hill training well, for uh, for that. Yeah, no, I think um, uh, it's something we're about to launch wider within our business in terms of inviting people to join us. Um, Pareto has so many activities going on always at the same time. Part of the reason Emma's here to try and keep control of the madness that is Pareto. Um, So we've got in the next six weeks, we've got the three peaks, we've got the charity skydive and we've got the half marathon. So there's um, there's an awful lot going on, and at the moment I'm doing all three of those. So uh, um, my uh, my wife doesn't remember what I look like, and the fact we've got a 11 week old baby <laughs> certainly doesn't help either. But um, wow. no, so from our side of things, we will be um, widening this out within Pareto. But um, I think Chris, there's another couple who are already signed up within Pareto. I think from your team that are at least considering it. Yeah, no, absolutely. We have uh, we have a couple of the uh, the account managers already signed up. There's myself and there's Andrew and um, yeah. Uh, and every time I mention it, you know, it's either it's either eyes wide open or people are ducking and diving. <laughs> yeah, who's bet, uh, ducking and diving? Oh yeah, I bet it's the same for the skydive, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, yes, the skydive. Funnily enough, we this is the fifth year we've done the skydive. Now it's a bit of a rite of passage if you join Pareto that we throw you out of a plane. <laughs> and um, this, I think, this is my fifth year sixth dive. I think on that side. Mm-hmm. And um, this usually we have about thirty people that we take for it, and it's been really, really popular. But this year, for whatever reason, people aren't as keen to throw themselves out of a plane. So I think we've only got eighteen in total that are doing it this year. Um, but it's a 
brilliant day. We we raise money for refuge.org and uh, you know to support um, support women certainly, which has become really important through this time as well. And um, and yeah, we we just get a load of donuts on the day, and everybody eats a load of junk food and jumps out of a plane, and it's a really wonderful occasion. So. Um, so yeah, Emma, I didn't see your name on the list yet. So uh, maybe next I year. really, I actually really want to do it. I want every every year I've seen you guys do it. I'm always like, oh, I wish I worked there. Um, so now I do. <laughs> so I'm definitely well, going to be doing. There's it. a space open. There's a space open. We'll uh, we'll take it offline, as they say. Yeah, watch, yeah definitely. Watch this space. Very good, Emma. I I've I've done it once and. They, they they actually warn you at the start, don't they? Well, they don't warn you, but the adrenaline rush is like feeling drunk, um, which I I did when I when I hit when I actually landed. You're like, whoa! That's <laughs> yeah, it, it's really interesting. What, well, the thing is, it's interesting watching people's reactions because I think the more you do it, the more prepared your body and mind is for it to happen. Yeah. Because we we do it's in Salisbury and we do the the biggest jump in Europe, which is fifteen thousand square uh, fifteen thousand feet. Yeah. So you have a sixty second free fall. And um, Chris was talking about clarity on a run, you know, earlier on today. And I think actually you really have clarity when you're falling at two hundred miles an hour to the earth, and you can't <laughs> you can't get your senses together because all you can see is the ground getting a bit bigger. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting, but. Then the amount of people that when you get down and your adrenaline drops, the amount of people that are sick or they just really need to sort of chill out for about an hour mm -hmm. whilst their blood gets back circulating again in their bodies. It's it's interesting to see because I think all the ones with big bravado before they do the jump afterwards, they're often the ones <laughs> that are most impacted by it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to see. Men really become boys in that situation once they've jumped out of the plane. So yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it, it, well, it was fascinating to see the the experienced guys just hanging out the side of the plane like and talking like they're, they're hanging out the door just just chatting away like it was normal i mean they've done thousands of jumps but yeah it was very they, yeah they have they have to do 800 jumps before they can do tandem and they and most of the guys have got between three and five thousand jumps that we jump with so yeah. and and really it's it's really quite a safe sport in something that's very dangerous but um but yeah certainly interesting yeah brilliant well not for me at all. Not for me at all. Chris, tell them about our friendly wager that we have between I was, us. I was just about to say that there we have a pact that um, I, I will sign up and do the parachute jump uh, once um, Andrew's completed a marathon. Ah, interesting. Uh, so he, yes. got to, he, he did half marathon last year and th that got me slightly worried. <laughs> <laughs> It, then, if Shrewsbury's as hilly as you say it is, then I'll be stopping at half marathon again this year. So you'll you'll be absolutely fine on that one. Uh, well, thank you very much to all to all three of you for coming on and chatting to us. Um, how, how can people learn more about Pareto? Um, you've got your web address, and where can they connect with you? On yeah, so so if people go to paretofm.com, uh, Pareto is P-A-R-E-T-O, so paretofm.com, or you can find us at paretofm on Instagram and at paretofm on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, stick stick the word Pareto into uh, Google and uh, you'll soon find us on that side. Thank you. Thank you very much. And anyone listening who, who fancies joining up to the FM10, um, get yourselves onto, onto the website. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you, thank so you Joe. Pleasure. Thank you, Joe.